0: you listening to CIUT 89.5 FM, The More, The Merrier with Donna G. And for my first live show of 2024, I would like to welcome one of my favorite people. Um, she's been a mentor to me in radio, and she always has my back uh, when it comes to life or doing this radio show. I want to welcome her. Her name is Sister Lois. Some of your children might know her as African Princess and they go, they might go to their own children now. Look, there's their sister, there's African princess. So Lois, welcome to my show. Welcome back to my show. How are you doing, my love? You know, I'm hanging in. Uh, 2023 was rough, not gonna lie. Oh, uh, wow. But I yeah. but I know I'm not alone in that. No. and uh, the more the merrier so let's all you know huddle together and uh, Sista is an activist and edutainer she's one of the <laughs> first people I know that use that phrase uh, entertainer edutainer and I also like another uh, term that you used to use sister, called creatrix I still use um, it yeah you know, I love it I love it
1: yeah. Terms that, that I seem to bring forward, because the ancestors give them to me, become so secular immediately and people just take it and they run with it. And I'm thrilled. Um, I feel that My name alone and the persona that I've created, especially since, well, it was always that way, but more so since uh, I've started doing this work here in Toronto, is that I know I can say to someone, I don't know if I can make it, but go ahead and put my name on the flyer. Because as someone told me years ago, oh, when your name's on the flyer, moms come and they bring their kids. Yes, yes.
0: And I said, okay,
1: well, then go ahead and put my name on. I may not be able to make it, but if you think it'll affect your audience, and oftentimes it has. And so someone says, well, come on, sister, don't let people exploit you like that. I said, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it exploitation, if that's the thing you have that is a value within your community, and you as an edutainer, as a creatrix, who desires to always be part of facilitating any kind of rebellious, creative solidarity, um, what's in the name? My names keep changing, you know, I'm sold to some people, and so, and sold out. So Omni Love Diva. Exactly, sister. <laughs> Just, yeah. It's yeah. old, and so I'm like the name is for what it can do, what it can bring, what it can harvest, um, within community. Uh, to me, you could call me Hey You, and I'd probably turn around. You know? Yeah.
0: Plus, also the things that you're involved with are community based, and all of it, uh, yeah, right? And uh, people will understand because. You know, you have um, issues concerning health that even though your spirit wants to be on that stage, they hold you back. And that's a reality for
1: you. That's right? my lived experience for sure. It's
0: exactly. And you always want to show up, but sometimes you can't. But you know the show is going to be good. And that's why you have your name on the poster. So, and
1: affiliated,
0: yeah. Right. So uh, can we talk about that? Sista, how you know having um you know health issues impacts uh your the growth of your career.
1: Well, I love that you've used the word career. I think you may remember, or maybe not, um, one of our very first interviews. I was saying to you, you know, I've never used the title artist to refer to myself, I've never seen this as a career. Um, um, I've always felt it's the thing that my family, um, and I think obviously ancestrally I was designed to do. Um, I was given all of the pains and all of the worries that I have suffered because I can talk, because I can tell, because I can bring things to the forefront, because, um, we need a little sugar when we have the, the medicine delivered. And so if you've got sweet chops, when you deliver the medicine, it's less jarring to the receivers. And um, and the receiver is not just wah 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 lamenting to those you feel are the oppressor, but more um, speaking to all of us who've submerged and pushed down the uncomfortable and pushed down the achy and pushed down the pain and pushed away anything that doesn't have quote-unquote positive vibes and and knowing full well that that um you can have a smile on your face and be breaking up inside and and um saw that in a lot of my life a lot of elders i knew I would speak to them and they would have such horrible things to say, but yet these were people that were always singing and always happy and always jolly. And they thought it was their job to carry that outlook for the rest of us. And I just uh, came to a point in my life the other day where I was like, no, it's not my job. No, 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 no. The rest of us do need to be boosted up. But if I hurt, it's my job to honestly say ouch too. And, and I think that's one of the things I'm here for, is because I could honestly say, ouch. That hurts. Don't do that. Please.
0: Yes, yeah, so and that's something that um I mentioned 2023, you know, having its ups and downs for me, especially oh. the 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 latter part of the year. And it's a lesson that I have learned that when I hurt and I'm in pain to to reach out, because I always oh, to, think to I shut kept...
1: down. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because um, I've always kept it quiet. I think as um, African descended people, you know who made that middle passage, you know our feelings weren't counted. It's like so we had to, yeah, yeah. We had to, you know, as enslaved Africans, we had to do the work. Nobody cared about our feelings. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so we interpreted that when we were freed, um, governmentally, uh, yeah. not, if it, if not mentally. Yeah,
1: yeah, um, yeah.
0: We adopted that role of, I don't want to, I don't want to seem weak.
1: And, and
0: dirty, dirty, dirty laundry in front of exactly, all of that. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, um, don't. I like that you use the word weak, because it seems that that's very skewed. The strongest thing you can do is cry out.
0: Yes, and um, I'm learning that. Um, you know, if, if you're never too old to to learn, um, <laughs> and you know, turning fifty nine next month. There are still things I'm mm-hmm. learning, and this hard lesson that I've had to experience it experience mm-hmm. ha, has has taught me things. And um, you know, the arts are my my solace. So when I'm feeling bad, I will put on that you know that those blues and cry and howl um, oh, wow. because you know and and, and get it out. You're and I'm and now. I'm grateful for people like you um for the days when I wake up and I'm so glad about it. Ah.
1: <laughs> I'm still learning that song, believe it or not. I mean I wrote it a while back. Mm. Woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad about it. I woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad to be alive.
0: exactly. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, I woke up, I did wake up one morning, and I was, I was glad about it. And, you know, and whenever I'm feeling down, I have your song, Cute Face, in my mind.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, you might as well face it, you've got one of those. You got one of those.
0: Your song, Cute Face, that I heard. Back in the 90s, when it's true. I was with CIUT, um, when I first started at CIUT, helping to organize uh, a, a, a national campus and community radio conference at CIUT. I and, remember that conference Yes, well. yeah. and a programmer uh, called Kim Ellen Levis uh, saw you with the children, and she said, Oh, do you know Sista? and I Jezebel. said, no, Yeah, yeah she just uh, she did the show Jezebel, a jazz show featuring women. Yeah. And um and I heard you singing that song cute face to all the kids and here I am 58 almost 59 and you know I need that song. And that is what you, you that is what you bring uh, to community, sister.
1: Well, um, as you told that story, all of my memories started floating to the surface. I, you know, um, I was born into a house that they say was Anglican slash Church of England. And then my dad, when I was, I don't know, approximately two, I think, or maybe younger, but I the memories are extremely vivid, chose to become idol slash vegetarian slash not quite vegan. He still had eggs, I think maybe three times a month or something like that. Um, and my mom immediately went in search of vegetarian cooking and Seventh-day Adventists are well known for, you know, the whole uh, Ellen White and H.P. Kellogg. I mean, all the cereal that the world knows was started by Seventh-day Adventists. You know, people aren't aware of of the influence that they've had on the planet. But that's another long story. Um, and I think I mentioned my grand father being jamaican um the jamaican seventh day adventists were the ones who actually took it across the caribbean they came to trinidad with that message and um so my mom found these people through looking for this food but it affected her whole life um it felt almost like um, she had come home to something. She didn't know what it was, I don't think at the time. And it's taken me years to recognize the the coming home had to do with that middle passage experience. It had to do with the type of singing. It's the music it, uh, and and it's the secularness of the music, not the sacredness of the music. Sacred music is what they used in uh, those Anglican churches and, the, and in Catholic churches. And in many churches, the Gregorian chant has no place to grow. It is as it is, and it stayed, and pff, it's done. That's what makes it sacred. Secular can grow. It can augment. It can influence you to make another song. It'll make art. Will make more art, and um, um, and I always think of them as. Patriarchal music and matriarchal music. Matriarchal music makes babies. It, it, so secular music is is really woman's music. It makes babies, and it and more art will inspire more art. So when I found Rasta people when I came to Toronto, or they found me, um, or our ancestors guided us to each other. I think I mentioned on the show before how my mom said, you know, you were odd as a child. I'm so glad you found like a whole group of odd people so you're not alone. (laughs) That, that 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 was her description of me coming to this group. Well, years back, um, a woman did a film called something, um, Rasta Woman something, I can't remember. She'd come from Jamaica with all of this film and she was presenting it at the Jerk Pit and they asked for someone to host, someone that could bring a community energy. And at first I was doing that again. I told her she could use my name, but I may not attend. Um, But I was convinced to attend and I did go. And I ended up um, singing a cappella, this unprepared piece, just um, sitting at the foot of the stage because time required that. And I find that I did that a lot when I came to Toronto. One of my very first performances was something that Norman Otis Richmond was doing for Mumia Abu Jamal over at Harbourfront. And there was some sort of lull in the program. Something had gone awry. And I just stood up and started singing right there in the congregation or the audience slash. And so that upbringing uh, of song had always prepared me for not being shy to just stand up and open my voice wherever.
0: Okay, I'm going to jump in because I want to know more about um, wh- what you learned from your grandfather. Were these just songs oh. passed on or did you know him? Were you still around? When oh, yeah, yeah. On? I knew my grandfather.
1: He's he gone. Okay. My grandfather yeah. lived to about 97. He was a hype old man. Okay. Um, his, his job... <laughs> was to back in the day, the Anglican and even the Adventist and the Presbyterian and Methodist, all of these religions had books or hymnals that were really just like books of poetry. It's just the words, there was no score written with it. Mm-hmm. And uh, very rarely you would see a score. But what they also had was the number, the meter numbers uh, underneath, letting you know what songs were interchangeable, what songs you could, um, what melodies you could use. That alone tells me there were secular songs because had they been sacred songs, there would be no alternatives. Do you okay. understand? Yeah. It was, see. Hey, that's the way it is. That's the way we sing this. Did you ever sing with your grandfather? Oh, all the time. He's the one that to- taught me. Do, 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 fa, do, do, He gave me a lot of licks for it, too. Why? Because I didn't use to pay attention. I still don't. I don't know so fast as well as I should. For a girl who grew up with that man. I should be Popenoris. Like I just—I have the scars on the back of my legs. I have the spank. Oh no! Oh, not from that. It wasn't from music. It was from other little things. I wouldn't listen. I'd be skipping around the stones in his vegetable garden. Fell once or twice, actually three times in the same location that he told me not to skip. Okay. So by the third time, I did deserve the like, Cross me, right? I was just one of them little girls. I had to like from Missouri. Show me. Don't tell. <laughs> Uh, um so i had to feel often and you know how the caribbean parents say if you don't hear you will feel well (laughs)
0: life
1: has given me a lot of feelings because i didn't hear (laughs) better to be late to the game though um i'm hearing now
0: you're hearing and you're sharing (laughs) and um you mentioned the uh the rasta gigs. Oh, and we haven't talked about that in a long time. I wanted to talk about that. I know that's that's how, yeah, um, the Rasta thing, I think that's how you met your partner, Stephen.
1: It's true. It's true. It's true. I had gotten invited to do, uh, um, well, this weekend is Epiphany. So um, the Rastas are under that, that Coptic calendar. So this is Christmas, and I was performing at uh I was asked to perform at uh Rasta Christmas event way, way back. Um, because we're like almost close to 30 years together now. Um and my mom hadn't been well. I was staying with her in Brampton because she hadn't been well. And um and you know I hadn't driven for years, I wasn't driving. And no, Steve- you
0: were a sister on the bicycle.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Invited to help me step my gear to the gig. And due to when it was over, it was like a snowy, snowy night. And I was like, we might as well stay in town. You can come to my house. And though it took us two or three days to consummate, it's still, we consider this our anniversary because this is the first time we ever started talking about, we're friends, but this is like really comfy and cool maybe we should look at this thing you know because <laughs> prior to that I kept saying you're a really nice guy let me set you up with a nice woman and I, I was always introducing him to women I didn't know he was like waiting for me to see that I was also a nice woman but whatever. is it
0: because he's a man of pallor that you didn't consider him right away or no
1: oh probably yeah I'm sure of it you know, I have, we grow up um, amongst this system where we are all together. Someone sent me a picture of my my eighth birthday party at 611 Maryland in Winnipeg. And there was a Japanese boy, two uh, South Asian children, my Polish neighbor, and um, my brother, myself, and a couple of my little cousins who had just arrived from Northumberland. England. And uh, that was my, my party, which was a big deal to me. And the fact that we still have a picture of it is a big deal to me because I don't recall as a little girl in the Caribbean or even a little girl when I was in Northumberland myself, um, um, my birthday being anything that someone celebrated. And so when I look at that picture, I'm like, look at us. We were already like a rainbow nation. You know, six, seven, eight, nine years old. So we were getting along with everyone. And I grew up getting along with everyone. I'm a tradeswoman. And my particular trade um, as a machinist brought me amongst a lot of bikers. Because who else needs something machined every couple of months? They want their heads machined. and And so... All of my friends were either Hell's angels or you know what I mean. And they weren't just friends, they were uh, 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 business partners, co-conspirators, um, and clients. and And so it's really I've never been able to 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 um, completely separate myself and say, oh, I don't got no white friends da, da, da. I know I know people of color, black people, especially who are like, no, no, you got to stick to your own. And I'm like, my mama always kind of brought me up human racists, like like, like, meaning that's the racism that you have to be about, uh, uh, that we are all humans and let's try to work this thing out together. I don't know if she was still alive today, how she would feel uh, as the world has changed so much, but I like to hearken back to that thinking of that photo of me with all of these people in the picture, I I like that. I like I like the the mixing and the keeping mixed, because I know I sound crazy when I tell people. But I say, you know, if you are a creationist and you're talking about Garden of Eden experiences, that all started in one place. And so whether or not you came out as a person of power, it's incidental right if so, you came out
0: but there was still some hesitancy with with
1: Steve was it because you didn't want to give up a good friend or you were that too, a that too that but- too that was my brother and well giving up my brother and all oh, how it is to get a man around you who just like doesn't mind hanging out or going for works or we go, we go to concerts. We like the same music and, and doesn't try to like grab your body parts and crawl all over you all the time. You yeah. know, that seemed to be the disease that a lot of men were, were, were had fallen into. um Cause I think they have been taught that that's you're the hunter. You got to go out and grab this woman. And so they falsely believed that that was their role. And so it was nice to have a friend uh, that I could hang with who wasn't about that. I met him because of Woman Around Things. I was uh, my very first out of town gig with, with this eight piece all women band. He was one of the roadies that was driving the group up to St. Catharines. They had three different vans that were carrying our equipment and whatnot that Janet Scott, a.k.a. Lady Luscious, had arranged. And I had said, I'm going in this vehicle um, only because they had had given a start arrival time. And when I arrived, this was the only roadie who had been there already. So I just started breaking down my stuff from the studio and putting my stuff in that vehicle. Everyone else arrived at this lackadaisical hour, but so did the other musicians. And that should have been a schooling to me right away. Um, And so, yeah, I rode with the person who seemed to be able to tell time.
0: Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. I know anyway. that
1: sounds really rude, but my first experiences in Toronto shocked me. I had never like been in any situation where someone says be here for this time and the people come on or about or around that time. So your previous experience was in Winnipeg, correct? In Winnipeg and other places, I, I mean, I studied music in the States, and so I'd had performances in, in in many states and with different choirs and different groups, and I don't remember anybody just showing up when they wanted to show up or arriving lackadaisically. I just, I don't understand it personally, and that's still something in Toronto that 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 shakes me up sometimes. I know you show up on time. You're always prepared. And
0: um if things go awry, you're prepared for that too. So
1: well, you're, you're
0: always you're always ready to go. no, well, um, I got
1: to know Kim because of that lull in that program, just like the lull at Harborfront Center a couple of months before that. And I was fairly new to Toronto. So and I was like, they were like, Who's this woman who just stands up and sings anytime? <laughs> right? <laughs> but I was like. Uh, Again, I was taught this, uh, we are community, we shore each other up, we we lift each other up with the gifts we have, because we don't know what child, what adult, what person with a pain or a void might have their wounds healed, or be encouraged to shine brighter themselves because you shone. If you're
0: just tuning in, you're listening to The More The Merrier with Donna G., uh, my guest is Sister Lois. You may know her by other names, Sister All Love Diva. So, yeah. uh, Sister New Vision. Oh, well, that's true. Afri- too. Oh, Afri- yeah. African African princess. But um, we're talking about you know her her life as an activist and edutainer, and getting a bit of background about Toronto history um, in the art scene. And we'll be right back to talk about some other things, um, including her other community initiatives and choirs that she's got going. So stay tuned to CIUT 89.5 FM, The More the Merrier with Donna G. Curated by the people, for the people. CIUT 89.5 FM is the sound of your city. CIUT 89.5 FM, the sound of your city. Stream us
1: anytime at www.ciut.fm.
0: Welcome back to The More, The Merrier with Donna G. Joining me is activist and edutainer, Sister Lois, and we're continuing our conversation. The last segment, we talked about her past community work and uh, the initiatives that she did and the lessons that she learned about um, doing the arts, birthing the arts and having it continue. And right now I want to ask her about the Bruised Years Choir because I know Sista has a love of choirs. So tell me about that most recent gig and how you got involved, Lloyds.
1: Well, um, we've all just come out of a pandemic. And during that time, the thing I missed the most was singing with people. And a woman that I know who works with, uh, actually she brought members to the Art of Praise when I was running it a few years back. And uh, just in casual conversation, she asked, how are you coping without having that outlet? She knows that I sing as personal medicine, you know, and I sing with others to take me back to that childhood place that I've spoken about of singing in groups and singing with people and how that works for me and how that realigns things in my mind and, 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 and heals me. Um, So it was very interesting uh, when she offered to turn me on to this online choir. That was run by her friend, uh, Jim Lafrancois. And I found out later that it was under the auspices of Cam H slash uh, um Workman Arts. And uh, Jim was just, you know, the leader of this, this leg. And um, but I'm glad that I met them. I, I got to sing online and and throw away those kind of uh, isolation blues. Because I think what choirs do for you the most is give you a sense of maybe, maybe not family or neighborhood or even community, but certainly not aloneness, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So during that isolation time, even though we were in our own homes, working together just made such a difference. So when I was asked if I would offer some support um, and some different knowing, because you know, we all grew up being taught music in different ways. And they seemed to enjoy some of the songs I brought to them, which included So Glad About It and some uh, arrangements of songs that weren't mine. You know, I like that to call that the OPs, the other people's uh, music, but coming through a sister vibe because my eye, my ear, my my life experience will bring something different to that music. And so, yeah, I got involved with that. And as you know, I'm working on a play and have been working on a play now for going on two years all through the pandemic. And um, so maybe this is the third year I'm still writing this. I knew that I wanted to have some place to read it aloud, work it with people, kind of maybe r and D. I don't know. And I remembered that, that years ago, uh, the Theatre Centre had really been such a place over on Queen West. One of my very first performances in Toronto was with two other beautiful black sisters. Uh, the work was called, I think, Triple Chocolate Explosion or Triple Chocolate Sensation. I can't remember exactly, but we were good. And we had so much fun. <laughs> and um, they got my feet wet here in Toronto, um, um, doing that kind of work. I had done other work, but on a larger scale, you know, big productions. And it was nice to do something that felt organic and just us working on a a, a vibration to improve us as people and bring something we thought was worthy to our communities. And so this seemed like a similar thing. So when um, we needed space to try a, a different, Part of the initiative that it would be more than just music and sitting at the piano, which we were doing regularly at at the Cam H Building at ten twenty five Queen West every Monday. <laughs> um, we had to look for another type of space. We couldn't do that in that in that in that location, and so we walked up the street to the Theatre Centre, and lo and behold, once again they offered space. They still have that incubator thinking that yeah and their only challenge is if we offer you space you must go ahead and do it if you cancel and you don't follow through it's going to cost you money Mm
0: -hmm. but if you go ahead
1: and do it it's free and so that's a real motivation um, to follow through and to do things and so i got involved with trying to um organize that kind of uh, a monthly space And it's still going on, I hope that they're going forward. Uh, It's going to be called What's Going On. As I said, my name was on the flyer, but I did not actually participate. I was part of curating with the ideas and getting space together and all of these things. But um, and even um, making invitations to others to participate and um, being a bit of a community liaison, as I was at CIUT, I think I've never given up that job. Since I'm a child, I'm always the one bringing different communities together and saying hey you know you guys should work with these guys that you all want the same things even though you you think you're different uh, um so you're you're a producer of sorts i guess you call it that because i still produce myself right yeah um, so yeah that's what the, my role was there and I, I i i guess i saw the choir as an arts installation so i called it Curation. I was like, I'm up mm-hmm. to curate this thing because I sometimes conduct the choir, or teach them new pieces, but I don't always perform with them. Right. Right. Um, uh, I want
0: to ask, um, how is um, Bruised Deer's choir different from the Art of Praise Choir, the non audition choir that you started
1: many years ago? Well, it's still very similar. Um, when I started the art of praise, it was really as a result to war you know a response to um all of that talk about their new Scud missiles and how it was precise it was and this is the art of war bringing up all the ancient writings and blah 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 and i was like oh my goodness this world what's wrong with us we should be thinking the art of praise how to boost each other up uplift each other so that we walk better we walk lighter we 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 move in more positive ways cuz i think Uh, In fact, not think, I know, I've observed, forget what I think. I have observed that many times the people who are on the outside of the village will burn the village down to be noticed. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. to be seen. And so we shouldn't wait until after the explosion or the, the shooting at the school or the whatever. We should be looking to help to boost people's that serotonin and that dopamine and show them how they can, through art, keep themselves on the right side of of of, of valuing life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I've never been sure about where I'm going creatively with the uh, whole career thing, but I've always been sure that that's one of my jobs.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. To, to bring that,
0: to connect people and yeah. uh, express feelings.
1: Yeah, um, uh, help people dig, and 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 not hide from those feelings and express them. Right. Uh, I'm not good with silent treatment and da, da da da. You have something with me? Sweep the broom, let we fix it. Silent yeah. treatment, you just done yourself out of a friendship because I don't understand your silence and I don't have the energy to dig to ask you why you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. um someone told me something once actually uh, 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 um someone we have in common about how he was with a friend when someone came to them and said remember when I was mad at you because of and I said oh my god I started laughing I said I know that experience because people are mad at you because of but you don't know yeah that's their thing Hmm. right exactly You're still loving them. So I always think it's funny when people say, oh, that's your enemy or that's your nemesis," And I go, oh yeah, because like we had a disagreement. We were on the wrong side of, of, uh, we saw the alternative views of an accident once. That's my enemy now. You people are crazy. We carry this thing. And so there are a lot of people in Toronto, I think who consider themselves my nemesis now. And I just have to laugh because I'm like, What is going on? We had our time together. We learned from each other. Stuff was gained. There's no animosity. I want you to win at whatever it is you're chasing. But some of them are chasing career and uh, big Broadway lights. And that's never been... Um, my vision for what I'm supposed to do but I think everything unfolds as it is intended so if that's where my ancestry has guided me I may end up there regardless of what I do foolishly to trip myself up it's you know what I mean yeah that's and where you supposed to be that's right where you're
0: and one of the things that I loved about your non-audition choirs Art of Praise is the fact that even before people were talking about, you know, doing, you know, people of different abilities, you were doing
1: it. Oh yeah. Someone it's like told you me didn't you the didn't day. look at choir, didn't choir, choir. And I said, Yeah, that's a really great group. They said, but you did that 10 years before choir, choir, choir. I said, Oh well. And then look at the look at differently abled. It was in the in the 80s. In the 70s, when I was in high school and I went to work at Ellen Douglas School for the crippled, that I came up with a word that these people aren't crippled, the people in the office are crippled, they're just differently abled. And yeah. I didn't know that years later, this would become a term and people would come to that thing in life and recognizing that we need to mix it up. Remember, I was kicked out of places for bringing my, quote unquote, wobbly retards around the normal people. And yeah, I remember I had that to move and then shift myself and ship shaped for all over the place because people don't like mixing. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember that. It's I remember so those fearful days. and xenophobic this world. And so I think that fact that I'm a bit my ability to smile and these eyes that connect with people and probably see deeper than they want to be seen is the thing that says we are all the same when it comes to our feelings and since music is about expressing those things with motion and using i'm always saying use the e in the emotion and he get it out they're like oh my goodness sister you're too weird i'm like no i'm not weird i'm odd (laughs) my mom told me yeah and you were maybe weird
0: too it's like i'm one of those odd people too yeah it's been hearing it since I was young (laughs) so people never knew quite what to to do with me because I didn't fit into any box yeah but um one of the things that I appreciated about your choir is how you were able to with let's not forget your you know your you know ivory tower trading that's there too Oh, so yeah. you bring that along with what you learned at your so grandfather's many different schools.
1: Yeah. So you bring I had that a lot of different people's idea of what is the right thing to do.
0: Yeah. Um, so you have a mix of that traditional and also um, ancestral knowledge in how to work with music, which is why you were able to work with any sound that people were able to make and, and build this art of praise choir and uh
1: you're bringing me me to what's coming up for me go on keep talking (laughs) you're you're like the uh uh, the 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 the, um ley lines and the (laughs) that took the ships from the coast of Africa to the South Americas and to the Caribbean they did not have a choice The, the the ships were taken by this ley line you are bringing me to where I'm supposed to be and I feel life often does that, takes you right where you're supposed to be. So go on, take me through the passage so I can talk about what the future holds.
0: <laughs> so we have Art of Praise Choir. We have the Bruised Deers Choir. Your connection um, with the theater center, which I think is very important. It's an important place uh, for the community. And um, you have things that are coming up um, next month for Black History Month.
1: Yes, yes, I do. Before we leave the theater center, I want to throw a lovely thank you out to uh, uh uh another sister with lived um um experiences, a poetess and playwright, Helen Posno. She was actually maybe the third person in my life, but one who gave me repeated opportunities to create soundscape and music for her. F- plays and her productions and um, you know the theater center was the location of several of her performances and so when you talked about the theater center and who they are and what they do, um, whether you're you're deaf or whatever your disability is, they were always willing to nurture that uh, in giving you space, To bring that art. I mean, even just providing an elevator in their place. Remember climbing up those six flights of stairs? Oh my goodness. I I mean, all of these things as we get older, we get to understand what it means for someone who's been in a wheelchair forever. Yeah. You know, you know,
0: and planning events and finding out if chairs were able people in chairs were able to get in exactly and you know the the building is accessible but the bathroom isn't because some of these places were old it's right? true the bathroom and, was either on the second floor or the basement yeah and uh so yeah i remember those things and things are are changing and so i know what an elevator means to people i know what an elevator means to people i know the dignity of being able to go into a bathroom yes have that rail for you and you know have things adjusted for you and for everybody you know just from, from that
1: you know to doing art of praise where it was not my plan to do uh a healing choir. It was just my plan to do a, a, a philosophically and spiritually um, bring people together during a shaky time in the world choir. Mm-hmm. You know, there was the wars had had everyone shaky and yeah. I find that we're in that place again. It's a, yeah, yeah, your
0: bruised ears choir was
1: people were in a shaky place again. Yeah, you know, but we are in a shaky place again. And now we're the number of, of of the Congo. There are thirty-two. I, I was going to start counting them off, telling you about the Congo, but y'all can look that up. Different wars or or, or civil crises going on in the world right now. I know.
0: I know. <laughs> right. And this this planet that we live on needs a healing. Do we needs ever? The healing and um but let me ask you about your
1: black history month plans okay um they're all connected you know the the healing that we need is the same healing we needed in 17 whatever and 16 whatever on that boat on those ships the mentality that said it's okay to take another human and treat them like chattel Mm-hmm. Um, um or that... to
0: let bodies die in the sea it just throw them claim, over to claim insurance
1: yeah because they're right? property yeah their property and so we are still fighting as 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 black women especially to have our art our, and ourselves be valued and not just um be comfortable with um being utilized but using ourselves
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: you know um, and, and and I don't even like the word use but but and yet it's necessary because it is everything you have, has to come to the fore. You have to use yourself. You have to use the memories from your childhood, everything you learned at every every um, institution of learning, all the experiences you had at, at jam sessions with older women and older men who had been in the business a long time. Um, all of these things come into making you, you. Exactly. All of these lived experiences and we've got to use them for the healing. For the healing. And so um, with Black History Month around the corner and also a request from my big sister, uh, Norbessie Phillips, the author of, or the co-author of Zong, um, uh, I have been thinking a lot on the idea of how we, are the treasures of the world, but we're also treated as the trash of the world, the disposability of yes, it's a treasure, let's take it, but take the it, but throw them out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, know. Uh, and I thought, you know, uh, these things can only be taught. These, 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 these bad behaviors are taught. We have to really teach the world alternatives, you know. Um And we have been trying all the songs. I mean, the other day I was listening to the OJs. They were saying forever, people all over the world, join hands. Let's make a love train. You know, this message has been going on a long, long time. It's not like it's new or unique. It's that every once in a while, someone looks around and says, it's okay. I could put out a record and just sing these songs alone. Uh, Or I could share these songs with others and they could just like inspire others in their everyday change. I met a brother the other day who asked me, do you know such and such? And I said, yeah, he used to be an art of praise. He said, well, I work with that brother now and I want to tell you something. I said, what? He said, that brother told me that before he met you, he'd given up on black people and given up on women. And after Art of Praise, he became a much kinder person and uh, now looks out for everybody. I said, well, thank you. That's that's another good compliment. Thank you. You know, it's not like I set out to be anybody's therapist or change their walk or life or call it a religion. And I remember this particular brother that he was talking about, while he was in Art of Praise, he kept saying to me, have you read uh, The Secret?, Have you read the Celestial Prophecies? Have you read the... And he'd just bring all these book names up that I'd never read. He said, how could you write this stuff? And I said, through life experience. And... um. Not until we were close to the end of the choir did I share with them how and where I started writing that I was in an engine room, I was under heavy manners and was not allowed to sing as I fixed and repaired trains at Canadian National Railway and through some sort of out of body, what other would call madness, the the the, the metal of the engines, the crankshafts and the piston rods and 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 the cylinders and the tappets and everything started to speak to me the camshaft had its own rhythm and its own words and a lot of the songs practically all of the arrangements that I had brought to them um I was bringing to them based on my own worries and and they were like oh my goodness So these are really sacred. And I said, no, they're not. They're really secular. And that's where we had that discussion about Mm -hmm. what is secular. secular. And I said, um, they're like the spirituals. The spirituals were created while the people were going through worries. And they had to make a way out. And they made their way out through songs. It was the code that directed them. I don't know if this code will direct me to anything, but I know it is my bomb in Gilead. It is easing my pain now. And I think if it worked for me, I can share it with others and see what pain in them can be eased. And so when this brother came to me and told me, this is like 20 years later, right? Um, yeah. I met this man who said he'd given up on black people and given up on, and this is the man that's of of, of mixed, you know what I mean? South American man uh i think brazilian who's obviously got the that, that uh, uh, um african heritage in him um and how he'd given up on women. He didn't talk to his mother or his sisters and this and this. And apparently his life is very different. He, has, he uh, Women have been redeemed for him and Black people have redeemed. And I said, oh my goodness, should I climb on a pedestal or what are you telling me? <laughs> and he started laughing. Lois you, Lois, you will
0: climb on a stage, but never a pedestal. That is not <laughs> in you to do. It was um, just a joke. Yeah. But it, was like, it was good news though. Yeah, definitely. You of know course. You're gonna- Affect of people course. like that. Yeah, you never know. You don't know um, who they're affecting. So tell me about um will
1: we see more of Zong? Because you mentioned uh Norbezi. Well, uh, we will see more of Zong because I believe this coming up will be um the 2024 will be a major anniversary of the first publishing of Zong, and it has taken many um, lives and done many things. Uh, when I say lives, like many forms itself. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of years ago, she had asked me to participate in something where I brought my edutainer self and brought music and storytelling, but along with a little bit of history of she- sea shanties and the possibilities of what might have gone on on that ship uh, the day and the days, the 10 days of the dropping of the bodies and, um, this imagined tale that I brought, um, when she asked me if I would participate this year, I wrote her and said, is it possible that I could take that same piece and augment it? Because I was the only voice then I want to do this on that ship was all kinds of people. Not just the slaves, there were the people that were 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 climbing masts and mending sails, and did not want to be there when they threw bodies over, didn't want to participate in this, but but had no choice because they that was their job and and in this day and age, we have people doing heinous things to each other and saying, oh, that's it's my job, man, Just doing my job." and i thought well you know it, this is my job to 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 the, you know is it a calling a leading was, was i tripped i don't know but i've fallen into this place in life and and i feel i occupy it very well and so i wanted to bring together as many people black his someone said to me once black history month isn't for us it's for the others all others who don't carry their melanin in such visible ways, so they can learn to love their own jungle beauty, because we all came from the one Eden. We all came originally from the one set of DNA, and no matter how incidentally you may appear on the outside, you know, spend some time in our community, and you'll, you'll meet Black girls with freckles, and Black girls with red hair, and naturally, not all All the stuff, the mythology of TV and movies has led us to believe that, you know, it's all fake. No, Black girls with beautiful lashes that weren't attached, that this is how they came naturally. Black girls with talent and Black girls who have studied the work. Um, Black women who who teach by instincts and Black women who are writing books. We are all of those things, right? And um, so... I haven't really solidified the location yet, but I know I want to do it. I wanna do a 12-week pop-up Art of Praise 2.0 as we prepare this same piece, both treasure and trash, with a variety of people creating the soundscape for me and doing them, um, helping to speak out the, the parts to create a larger piece for the Zong to be represented um, in November of this year. So it's an interesting beginning, um, but you got to start somewhere when you have an idea, right? And what is my Black history? I I was taught to sing by Black men and Black women. I mean, right here in Toronto, when I think of Jodie Drake and, and Mary Callender and, oh numberless women uh, uh jackie richardson's uh the late great salome bay all the women who spent time just chatting with me about song and the still living tabora johnson and uh, just all the you know arlene um, duncan all these women these vocalists who have always said you know no sister we we you know, Lorraine Scott sent me music while I was still happily working on the railway. One day, a manila envelope was delivered to my house and in it had all this music and a little note on the thing. When you decide you're a singer, try these. They look like they might be in your range. Come on. Yeah. Did not know this woman from Adam. And Sisters. I wasn't thinking at the time. Sister huh?
0: Sistership.
1: Yeah, they see. kinship, you. yeah. And they take you out in crowds. And I've tried to do the same. There's a lot of young women around town that I like look at them and say, that's another oracle. Um, That's another uh, uh obia woman. That's another uh, chant. Well, that's, a, you know what I mean? They're out mm-hmm. there. You don't get to meet them all, but they're out there. And we're Definitely. around, and we're talking. And I am... I strive to be very non-competitive. I feel that um, what has been offered to me freely, I should also offer freely. Um, And I've seen that from you over the years. Yeah. I've seen that genuine spirit over the years.
0: It's like... I want to
1: say that uh, um, Tiki Mercury Clark, who is another well-known... Black Canadian woman artist who has several albums out, people should check for her, called me up when she saw the ad and said, good idea, sister, we need someplace like this. We need this, start this, do this. And I said, okay, okay, I'm gonna do my best to be part of this type of initiative uh, more because you never know who's watching you and who is glad that that's being done. Even if they can't go themselves, they wanna know someone in the community is doing that
0: you also don't know how you're inspiring your audience. Well, sister, thank you so much for joining me, for sharing. And doors are always open to you for the next time. I know you have stuff cooking, Mm. um, but we can't do everything all at (laughs) once. So, But
1: keep your eyes peeled and your ears peeled for the location for Art of Praise 2.0 if you're interested in just joining song. To celebrate uh, the lives, the lost lives. We won't be mourning. We won't be grieving. We will be celebrating their lives.
0: Okay. And um, if you want to book Sister Lois throughout the year, not just for Black History Month, um, <laughs> you can reach her via her Instagram, yeah. which is Sister Lois, S I S T A H L O I S. So that's her handle on Instagram. As for my handle, you can reach me at TMTM with Donna G on Instagram, Facebook, and Blue Sky. Thank you so much for tuning in to The More, The Merrier. Here's Sister Lois to take us out
1: woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad about it. I woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad to be alive. I woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it, I'm so glad about it, I'm so glad about it, I woke up this morning and I'm so glad about it, I'm so glad to be alive.